Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day, hallelujah, that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. A day made for every human being to rejoice, to be happy in this day. We just thank God because we've had the privilege to worship the true and mighty God. The true and mighty God. Not only is our God truth, but he is mighty. He's mighty in power. He's mighty in authority. He's mighty in his saving grace. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. We thank God that this day was designed for us to be able to rejoice in this day, to magnify God, our Savior, to let him know how much we love him, to thank him and have a heart of gratitude and a heart of thanksgiving for all that he has done and for all that he is doing for you and for me. When we just look around and think of other areas where so many things are going on, earthquakes. I mean, even the winter storms that have taken some of these states by, by, by force. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrific. And we've been blessed here on the East Coast. But we thank God, you know, for His goodness and, and for the fact that we have had a mild winter. And for that, we are saying thank you, but we're lifting up those that are going through and that have suffered loss. Hallelujah. But as long as they have their faith, as long as they have God, as long as they have their character, they haven't lost everything. They might have lost tangible things, but when it comes to your faith in God, your character, you know, none of those things they have lost. So we just thank God for the fact that we can always rebuild. It might not be easy, but you can rebuild. And we thank God that those that have lost everything, God, that you would make a way for them. And we just thank God for you joining us on this morning or this evening. And we hope that something will be said to bless you. I would like for you to keep this date in mind. In fact, it's tomorrow evening and it's going to be Real Life Talk with Pastor Kenneth Jones. And it's Real Life Talk. Real conversation about faith, family, relationship, and finances. This is geared for uh, people 18 and above, or teenagers, I think it is, and 18 and above. So many young people are disillusioned. You know, so many of them, you know, they grew up 
having been drugged to church and many times have never, you know, built a relationship with the Lord. And then some of those that did accept Jesus and build a relationship, they, uh, they are caught up in the world's culture and doing things the way the world would do it versus the way God has instructed us to do things. And so Pastor Kenneth has been burdened, you know, with the hurt of so many young people, many that have committed suicide, and he just felt like the Lord was calling him to this uh, uh, mandate to have a, a form, an open form, real life talk, to talk to the young people, to encourage them that they can live a holy life. They can survive this world without, you know, yielding to the culture that the world paints for them. So come out tomorrow night if you're not uh, busy and the time, I believe I'm looking for the time on here. I believe it's scheduled for seven o'clock. Yes, no, 7.30 p.m. It's gonna be Friday, March the 17th at 7.30 p.m. Bring uh, your young 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 adults and bring them out, teenagers, you know, so they can hear as well and be blessed on tomorrow evening. So we just thank God for that announcement and pray that some of you will be able to attend. And I do. So we just thank God for that. I'm going to be reading Psalms 134. It's a very short psalm. There's only three verses to it. But it's a song for pilgrim ascending to Jerusalem. And um, it says, Oh, praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. You who serve at night in the house of the Lord. Lift your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. Hallelujah. It says this psalm is about a very small group, the Levites, who served as temple watchmen. Singing this psalm, the last of the pilgrim psalms, which starts with Psalms 120 through 134, the worshipers would ascend the hill where the temple stood and see the watchmen who protected it day and night. They saw the watchmen's work as an act of praise to God, done reverently and responsibly. Make your job or your responsibility in the church an act of praise by doing it cheerfully, revering God, and encouraging your fellow workers. Honor the Lord by the quality of your work and the attitude of service you bring to it. I tell you, that is awesome. You know, everything that we do in the house of God, 
everything that we do on our jobs, everything that we do in our homes to serve our children, to serve our spouses, we are doing it as unto the Lord. And in that, we worship him. In that, we give him praise. You know, so I thank God for this Psalms because, uh, you know, I want to do everything as unto the Lord, as unto the Lord. I'm going to be going before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. I ask God for forgiveness for anything I might have said or done that would hinder this prayer. I thank God for the privilege and the honor that I have to enter into the throne room of grace. Thank God for the access that we have that we can enter in into the most holy of holies. Oh, giving God thanks and giving him praise and even asking and, 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 and with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we can let our request be made known unto God. Lord, I'm asking, oh God, today that you would touch all of those that are on our prayer list, God. Lord, you know who they are. Lord, I just thank you for uh, saving, touching lives, making whole, setting free, delivering. Lord, in the name of Jesus, those that are having issues mentally, emotionally, Lord, those that need housing, those that need jobs, God, those that are sick in their bodies, God, we know you as a healer. Oh, God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and there's nothing too hard for you, Lord. You, you just tell us, only believe all things are possible to them that believe. God, we're lifting up leaders of nations today. We're lifting up our president. Lord, we're asking, oh God, that surround him with men of integrity, men that love you, God, in the name of Jesus. We're praying for the Congress, the Senate, the, the House, oh God. We are praying for the Supreme Court. Lord, we are praying for the... Uh, uh, the Congress, Lord, we're praying for our local mayors and governors, oh God. Lord, we are asking, oh God, that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we are praying today for the body of Christ. We are praying for pastors, oh God, in their churches, oh God. We are praying for those pastors. And I keep hearing all the time pastors that are just losing, losing their faith, just letting go of their faith because of this culture, you know, it, it's, it's so sad. It's so sad. God set the standard. I would rather obey God than to obey man. And he is our source. He is our source. Source of strength. Source of healing. Source for salvation. Source for deliverance. And I would rather obey him because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, I'm asking that you would just stir the hearts of pastors that are thrown in the towels, they're giving up, they're, 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 they're not, you know, they're, they're not seem to be strong enough to fight against the culture. But Lord, the devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Lord, you set the standard, God. In the name of Jesus. And, and we ask, O oh God, that you will continually to unite the body of Christ. Make us one. Strengthen us, O oh God. We are lifting up our local assembly, Restoration Christian Fellowship Church. Lord, we are lifting up all the ministerial staff. We are lifting up the deacon boards. 
Lord, we're lifting up our sister and pastor, his wife and family, his children, God. Lord, we just ask, oh God, that you would strengthen him in his inner man. Strengthen him for tomorrow, for the task that lies ahead. Word his mouth, oh God. Let him speak as of the oracles of God, Lord. Let him not lean on his own understanding, but in all of his ways acknowledge you. And Lord, give him a, 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 a ready answer, oh God, for the young people on tomorrow. And Lord, we just thank you. And we are asking, oh God, we're lifting up our community. Lord, we're lifting up, oh God, as I said, our local mayors, uh, Marie Lawrence, oh God, the, the um, committed women and men of our township, Lord. And we just ask, oh God, that you would just make us whole. Let our church be a beacon in the community, Lord, that as people walk past, they'll be compelled to come in. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to do. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're praying for war-torn areas that we, we know about Ukraine, but a lot of nations are at war that we never hear about. We are praying for the war and all the things that are going on in Nigeria and in Haiti. Oh, a lot of things are going on. And so, God, we are praying, oh God, for these nations. We are asking, oh God, we are praying for victims of day and night. Lord, we are praying for the elderly, Lord. We are praying for those that are battling grief, oh God. Lord, we are lifting up Sister Stewart, her family. Oh God, strengthen her, oh God. Lord, take her through this time of grief, God. Losing loved ones is not easy. And it's, it's, it's a walk. It's a journey you have to go through. But Lord, we know that she's going to come through on the other side. And she's going to come through with flying colors, God. We know that trouble don't last always. Grief don't last always. But Lord, be the lifter up of her head as well as others that have lost loved ones. Comfort them. Be with them. Oh, in the name of Jesus. God, we're lifting up our communities, our neighbors. Lord, continue to make us a blessing. In Jesus' name, God. We are just praying, oh God, coming against the spirit of rape, murder, and assault. We are praying against sex trafficking. We are praying that predators will be apprehended, God. We are praying for those that are locked behind closed doors, afraid to come out because they have been victimized. God, we're coming against the murdering spirit, oh God, that's rampant in all these cities, God. Oh, we are praying against the spirit of murder, oh God. And we're coming against the spirit of abortion, the spirit of suicide. People shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And so, Lord, we just be so careful to give your name and praise. We're asking that you let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, we've been doing a teaching on contentment and we know uh, when we think about contentment we had shared you know what contentment is um, is being satisfied having satisfaction Paul the apostle wrote I don't say this out of want or out of need for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am that was Philippians 4 and 11. Now, how could he make such a bold statement? Because he knew that contentment has 
lies not in what he has, but in whose he is. If you know who you are in Christ, you should be content regardless of your circumstances. It says, when I come into a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, I understand whose I am and what I have. A lack of contentment causes me to look horizontally at what others have, so I am never satisfied. Contentment invites me to look vertically at God. When I look in his direction, regardless of my possessions or lack of or status or lack of, I know that he is enough. Uh, He is enough. He is enough. I heard about this story and uh, it says, A man once went to a minister for counseling. He was in the midst of a financial collapse and he said to the minister, I've lost everything. And he bemoaned the fact that he had lost everything. And so he says, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. You have lost your faith? No, the man corrected him. I haven't lost my faith. Well, then I'm sad to hear that you have lost your character. I didn't say that. He corrected. I still have my character. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you've lost your salvation. That's not what I said. The man objected. I haven't lost my salvation. You have your faith, your character, your salvation. Seems to me, the minister observed, that you've lost none of the things that really matter. We haven't either. You and I could pray like the Puritan. He sat down to a meal of bread and water. He bowed his head and declared, All this and Jesus too. Oh my God. When you can be that content, that is powerful. Can you imagine all of this and all it was was bread and water? You might not have the steak, as you often hear me say, that filet mignon. You might have hot dogs and baked beans, but you are eating and you have the hot dogs and baked beans. And if you have Jesus too, wow, that's enough. So whatever you do, because we can always rebuild, you know, Uh, don't lose your faith. Don't lose your character. Don't lose your salvation. Just, Just remember, you know, life can be hard. Challenges can be very hard. Issues can be very hard. But thank God when we can hold on to our faith, we know tomorrow, 
tomorrow will be a better day. Hallelujah. So just thank God that, you know, in whatever state you find yourself in, there will be content. Yes, be content, be content. Contentment comes when we can honestly say with the Apostle Paul, I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. And the one thing we have to know that contentment is a learned behavior. When you think about honesty, honesty is a virtue and it's a complete virtue. Godliness is a virtue and it's considered a serious virtue. Usefulness is the impact virtue. Endurance is the resilient virtue. But when you think about contentment, contentment is the learned virtue. Paul had to learn how, just like we have to learn how. And many times people fight against learning how to be content because they're so discontented. When you start comparing yourself with your neighbors, checking out what they have or checking out what you don't have. or You know, you, when you think about the human race, some are dissatisfied. They're either too fat. Some are dissatisfied because they're too skinny. You know, it's one thing or the other. And, you know, we just have to learn how to be content in whatever state we find ourselves in. If we think we're too heavy, you know, if we think we're too skinny, we're just going to have to be content because God created us. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Aren't you glad about it? He promised never to leave us even in your darkest hour. God is there with you. When you feel like you're all alone and no one cares, you know, you, 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 you're trying to uh, 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 understand all that's happening and around you. you. You can't seem to grasp it. And, 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 and you're just kind of confused about what's happening. Just know that God is with you. He promised never to leave you nor to forsake you. He is the God of all comfort. He's the God that's the lifter up of your head, the healer of your countenance. So if, when you wake up and you find yourself that you're not contented, you, you kind of have anxiety, just begin to praise the Lord and be thankful for what you already have and, and bless his name. You know, Luke 12, 15 says, And he said to them, Take care 
and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in his abundance of his possessions. You need to know that. Yes. <laughs> For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. I just thank God, uh, you know, for those sometimes that have little. Oh, they are so contented. They are so at peace because they have God in their life and they're not caught up into money, into things. Things, things, things. You know, things going to be thrown out or thrown away or given to someone else. Things are just things. But you need to keep hold of your faith, your character, and your salvation. Hold on to those things and be content. So if you're out there tonight and you have never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I would like to give you that opportunity for you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. God, I believe in your son. I believe in his death, his birth, his burial, and his resurrection. I believe that he died that I might be saved. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. If you prayed that prayer, let someone know. Let a, a loved one or a friend know that you've accepted Jesus and you have now started on a new journey. Hallelujah. A journey, a relationship that you're going to build daily with your Heavenly Father. And if you are that backslider and you've walked away from God, all you need to do is repent and ask the Lord to forgive you and pray, you know, that God will restore his salvation, the joy of his salvation back into your life. That was a prayer that David prayed after he had fallen short with, with uh, Bathsheba. He was, I mean, he was hurt. He was, because he, he said, I've, I've sinned only against you, God, and against you I've sinned. And he said, Lord, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. He did not want uh, to lose God's power and relationship that he had with him. So all you have to do is repent, ask the Lord to forgive you, and come home. Father God, Father Abba Father is waiting for you. <laughs> the saints of God are waiting for you. Your sisters and brothers in Christ are waiting for you. Hallelujah. 
So just come back home. They're waiting with open arms. The angels are rejoicing in heaven for every soul that repents on earth. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus.